You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hello and welcome to Black Hair in the Big Leagues presents the Salisha Show. Oh my goodness, you guys, I have a familiar face on the screen today and it really does warm my heart because she is, ah, I just saw her last night in 1776 and she is so beautiful. She's so Oh my gosh. Beautiful. She's so beautiful. Let me give you a little background about who she is. Okay, okay. She is a Broadway television and commercial and voiceover actress. Some of her stage credits include, but are not limited to, the national tour of Sister Act. Uh, she made her Broadway debut in Beautiful. Come on, beautiful sisters. Um, and she was nominated for an ovation award for her performance as Eartha Kitt in Lights Out nat king cole work 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 and i think i also saw somewhere that she's going to be in a voiceover role on dreamworks in 2023 in a series that's wrong you did your homework listen we could ask about that too because i am like that is the gig right there and, right? So, and right now she is currently killing it in 1776 on Broadway as Robert Livingston, New York upstairs. Can you see? Please help me welcome the one, the only, Dizella Adisa. Oh my gosh. Yo, I need you to just come to every in-person audition Girl. and just do that. Girl. And, then I, and then I come in <laughs> with like a fake fur coat, like, okay. What? Come on. Oh, okay. I'm ready. Huh? Like, listen, you are freaking killing it. You're killing it and you look good doing it. How are you? Thank you, I'm exhausted. <laughs> no, I'm really happy and, and, and holding space for being grateful, but also I'm pooped because I swear to you, we are, at least I am, giving my all um, yeah. every night on that stage. Even when that New York City subway commute drains <sighs> me and makes me not like people weed whacking your way through tourists through Times Square. Yeah. Once I get into that building and I'm with my dressing roomies and my cast, I'm just like, yeah. Oh, it's like, I'm so lucky I get to do what I love. I mean, honestly, especially yeah. right now, because I, I mean, maybe I'm alone in feeling this. I don't know if anybody who else is listening to this might feel this way or not, but I feel like right now, Broadway, it is like, it's still like, oh, 
it's hard to get yes. into and coming out of the pandemic it's like all right where are things landing how Right. How are you feeling? I mean, obviously you are in a great show right now. Energetically speaking, how are you feeling going from uh, a couple of years off of Broadway maybe to now you're in this, what, almost three hour production right. Of, right. of like being on stage like the whole time? Girl, if you were to tell me five years ago, you're going to be in a show that's like three hours long. And you gotta like really focus because you're doing votes and, and it's like really complex focus. and it's, you have to make um, parts that are kind of more exposition seem um, just natural and, and organic. And you're up working with, not up against, but working with these amazing legends. If yeah. you had told me that five years ago, I'd have been like, get out of here. 10 years ago, get out of here. Yeah, I'm so amazed by them. By them. I'm. I'm going to pat myself on the back and say, good job, Gisela, because yes, yes it is harder right now, um, Broadway, any role, really, because post-pandemic, uh, production has to be way more creative with the permutations, with like, okay, I may be perfect for Robert Livingston, but can I also step in to be the courier or step in to be Abigail or step yeah. in to be John? So, a lot of us performers that are used to honing in on one uh, role or one track, and maybe you cover one other track that's bigger. Now you kind of have to adapt like almost a swing brain, which is an amazing phenomenon. And it is not my ministry, but I took on a job that's basically like, it's like that. Right. It's like that. So I'm playing Robert Livingston, um, and I have all of eight lines and four of them are the same, but you know, with Meisner technique, you make it work, you make it and work. And you're a presence on the stage. So let's not poo poo. It's kind of hard not to see me with all this hair. It's just, it's just there. It's just there. It, it um, really, it we'll really get into that, but please yeah. keep going. But yeah, so then you also um, need to know upwards of three, maybe four, for some people, six tracks. And that is why I think it's a bit harder or more challenging, but we are meeting the challenge. Wait, we wait, wait. are doing what we gotta do. And I gotta say, I'm surprised. Like, I may not have a swing brain, but like, I, I think I can handle it, you know? I, and I feel really good about meeting that challenge. Okay, hold up. So is everybody on stage covering someone? Just about, not everyone. Um, um, our actor playing Adams is not, I don't think our actor playing Abigail is, uh, the actor playing Lee is not, the actor playing Franklin is not. There are a few that are 100% hardcore principles, but the rest of us are covering one, two, three. I'm covering three other roles. Holy cow. Have you gone on for any of them yet? Not yet, but it uh, it may be coming soon. It may be coming soon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. How are we okay. feeling? How are we feeling about that? We are, we are feeling all the feels. We are feeling at once, you know, we've been working on this since, I've been working on this since, um, since March, April. Uh, so it's, uh, okay. there are roles that I've always known that ultimately I might have to go on. So I've been, you know, doing a little out. homework on your little day off or, yes. you know, peeping it on stage or, you know, just trying to soak it in when you can, because sometimes you have to go on before you've had a chance to go through 
understudy rehearsal. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people know that life where they're holding a book in their hand on stage and I'm just, yeah. I need, holding a book I, in need their- I need, I need readers. So I don't think, <laughs> it be, I don't think you want to see John Adams like, pardon me, let me just. Shut up, Zella. My focus on. But why so, were the glasses just at the ready right now? <laughs> like in case a girl needs to read. Okay. Listen. But yes. Okay. I think that's kind of, I mean, everyone has their preferences, but it's kind of a sweet track. The one that you get to do, you're on stage, you are a presence on stage and understudying like the principal. So it's like, when you get to go on, you are on, but you get to also be on every day. Yeah, so it's exactly. Ki- it's kind of great. And this is your first OBC? I don't know that it's considered an OBC because oh, revival, it's, a re- it's a revival and there was a revival in, uh, I want to say 97, 98 um, already. But revivals so, count. Don't, don't. I think, I think so, but it's, but I think the original revival would have been that one in the nineties, but this is the first time that I'm originating a role in New York theater. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, as like a theater, I mean, obviously I'm in the industry as well, but I'm also still mm-hmm. a theater lover and I would absolutely count. Like looking in, I would count that. You're yeah. originating. Period. Oh yeah. It's, it's definitely, um, I don't know. I went to, I went to Fordham for uh drama and they really didn't uh, push musical theater. We had, we put on musicals and I was in all of them. I guess, you know, they saw something there, but um, they never really, uh, stress those bucket list items that you and I know so well in musical theater, like getting on a cast album, performing on the Tonys, yeah, being a Thanksgiving Macy's Day, day yeah. You know, like they never. So I never personally was like, "That's my bucket list." But being around so many amazing, talented people and watching like their eyes literally light up at the sight of their name on the marquee oh. and their and our group photo and i'm like oh you know what? maybe i'm gonna put that on my bucket list too because it just happened yes. so yeah seeing our faces on the the marquee and seeing our names especially all the broadway debuts that we had we had like there's a lot in your cast like several like at least two dozen at least and that's only in the cast not even counting the, the crew and um even some of our sound people like it's it's just beautiful to be around that type of, like I've made it up the mountaintop energy because, you know, sometimes people who have been in the business for a while, they focus on where they're not yeah. and, where they're, and where they're going, but in a negative way, like, so that it, it's hard to be grateful for what you already have. You know, like I liken it to, you're holding a Fabergé egg, but you're complaining about the little cracks. Mm. So I love to be reminded of, holding that gratitude when I see these new faces, people yeah. who are doing it for the first time. And like you just said, yes, this is for me an original Broadway cast credit. So yeah, yeah, let's, let's clap it up. Let's clap it up. Let's clap that yeah. up. I am so serious about that. We'll be right back right after the break. Can we talk about this hair on your head? Yes. Because it looks phenomenal from the audience. First of all, I would like to say that I felt seen. Okay. <laughs> I felt seen. Thick, thick hair girls, okay? Where you cannot, you cannot wig prep this. I was so like happy for the job, but a little worried. Like, what are they going to 
you know, I just had it in my mind that it's like a bunch of dead old, you know, dusty white men <laughs> in these white dusty ass wigs. Uh, and I'm like, how are, I'm trying to grow up my hair. I'm trying to learn my hair. Um, well, I have to cut it because I don't know how to wig prep all of this. And I was so relieved when um, their hair designer, Mia Neal, this woman, this goddess won the Oscar for hair design for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom in 2021. Oh. And she was on our team and she took one look at me and was like, perfect. I was like, really? And at that time my hair was my natural hair color, kind of like yours, like very, very dark brown. And I said, well, you know, um, Mia, I think I see Robert Livingston having highlights. And she said, okay. And I was like, oh. so not only am I, am I in a production, 1776, which empowered me to wear my hair as it grows out of my head, which I'm going to try not to cry. Cause like, not only was that therapeutic, but then they have this person of color, this black woman saying, your hair is good enough for Broadway. Your hair is great. And we're going to get oh you to God. a nice little salon and get you some highlights. And it's just going to be you up there. So it, it has been oh God. so, first of all, it was a weight off my, my shoulders. And then it was just really therapeutic and empowering because I only started growing my hair out in the past few years. I did the big chop in February, 2020. And then, you know, this little thing called the pandemic happened. So mm -hmm. I had time to grow it out and discover my own hair, uh, what it likes, its porosity, all the hair types, all that stuff. And, and um, make peace with the fact that no matter what the industry does, I'm going to learn to like myself as is. No shade to anyone who relaxes or texturizes yeah. or wears hair pieces. Just, yeah, I, I went my whole life not knowing what my hair looked like. And so it was just a relief that the first huge job I got um, said, it's yeah. you. Are we like you the way you look? Yes. Yes. I am a little struck. What's it called? What's the, what's the, how you say, how the kids say it? I am uh, shook. shook. Yes. Shooketh. I, am, I, I feel shooketh listening <laughs> to you right now because your, this wash and go moment is perfect. Do you know, I was sitting out in the audience. I was like, <laughs> I was trying to figure out, I was like, it looks like the most perfect day three wash and go. There's no way that's not a wig, but it doesn't look like it's a wig. This is, Gisela, you have done it. You have figured, you've cracked the code and I'm going to need details. Yes. Because how do you get it to look like that every day? Okay. Okay, great. What? I'm so happy to share it. Um, get a paper, pencil. Oh, I'm right here. Let's okay. go. So I don't really ascribe to hair typing, but if you were to type my hair, I have four, I think it's A. It's like wavy and springy on top. And uh, I can finger coil that to make it look like these curls or waves. And then on the sides, it's ringlety with a few random straight hairs. Who knows? And then in the back is it's it's definitely what people will call four C. It's like coily and very springy, and the shrinkage is real. That's real, oh um, as gosh. you know. So oh, it's so healthy. So Jeez. in growing it out, I would say 
different products for different phases, but I think I'm fully in like, okay, this is my hair texture. All the scar hair is off. You know, like when you start off with a relaxer and you go years doing that, it takes a while for your follicles to heal. Yeah. So long story short, these are the products that I swear by. I like um, economic, for economic reasons, I like Eco Styler and Crystal. Okay. Uh, I've not used crystal. I know eco styler. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the olive oil one, the argan oil, they're okay, but my hair really likes crystal. So I'll put that with uh, like a jojoba oil or any, like a moringa oil on the base. Cause ain't nobody got the money to, to, to put all the top shelf products from root to tip. Yeah. So that's what I will do for like the base, like the roots and like to the middle of the length of my hair, the ends for the curl definition. It's in the name, Curl Definition. It is a product. CurlDefinition.com is the website. It is a Black-owned, woman-owned, small business, natural products. I would say for a jar that's like the size of like a jam jar, it's like $13 for step one. I think it's a little more, like maybe 20 for step two. There's a step three, but honestly, all I need all this girl needs is step one and two. And you I like will, step one and two. I will put that on the ends and I will rake my hair and you know finger it. And then I'll use uh either like a Denman brush or even my fingers to separate it. And then I will do like a lazy finger coil, like just coil the the end because I want the rest of it to dry up. And the eco styler doesn't weigh my hair down, so it dries up. But the curl definition on the ends gives you that effortless day three wash and go look, but for five days or seven days. And I'll just spray it and then re re finger coil it. Don't have to add any more. Wait, wait, wait. I let me get my brain. I'm sorry. I had so many other questions about other things. And now I'm like, I need to get to the bottom of this because it is perfect. How, do you dry it upside down? Because it is really just, the shape is. Well, I have like a really um, big banana clip in my hair that is. Great, okay. For our thick, curly, coily hair. Uh-huh. It has like extension pieces on each hard piece of plastic so that it stretches out. So that's what's holding it up. But honestly, you know, by day three, when it dries, I could take this thing out and it would it would stay up on its own. A but, big um, banana clip. Yeah. Do you put? Is it so big that you can put the whole? I used to wear a banana clip, but the one I'm thinking of is like more slender. Is it yeah. so big that you can put it around the whole thing, or do you have to put it in the middle and then pin up the sides? I can only. I have so much hair that I can only banana clip, like the middle. So the back okay. is out like a little mullet, like a little uh -huh. thing in the front party in the back, and then the bangs are out to the side. Got um, it. Got yeah. it. Oh my gosh. It's, yeah. it's, it's so glorious and good on you. Thank for being you. Like, thank you. Um, I think Robert Livingston needs highlights. I mean, <laughs> if y'all gonna pay for it. <laughs> if y'all gonna pay for it, he absolutely needs highlights. Yes. yes. Yeah. How, um, how so, often do you do it? You're watching. Um, I, I only have the time and energy to do it once a week. Um, sometimes we're really busy once every 10 days, but I do not recommend that once a week with refreshing every other day with like a water spray with a little bit of, um, either, um, castor oil or that jojoba like mixed in there. 
I mean, honestly, all of Curl Definition's products are great, but you know, I didn't want to like totally break the bank over at Roundabout. So I said, you know, just, <laughs> just, you know, get me to, get me to the salon for these highlights, get me to the salon for, you know, a trim and I will take care of it. So I style it and I refresh it before. It's the perfect goes. length. It is. And I know, I, I, I know you just stretched it and it's freaking long. And I know like for us black people, like we hate a shrinkage moment, but shrinkage means yeah. health. Like the more yeah. it just sprung right back when you pulled it. Honey, you, shrinkage is your friend. You like I've made my peace with the fact that my hair doesn't want to stay down. I don't have mm -mm. ringlets that like weigh down. I mean, I could, but I mean, you could do a time lapse video of it just going straight back up to God. Yep. <laughs> yeah, time lapse. Give yeah, back. Um, and I just I work with it. So if it's if it wants to stick up, great. Let's put it in a little faux hawk with this banana clip and and push it to the side so they can see my face and slide my mic through the thicket <laughs> that is my bangs. And that's it. It's it's really easy. So the products again are troll definition steps one and two. Uh -huh. uh, I think step three is like a, a spray with nutrients, which is awesome. But okay, I, I use that at home, but not a, not for the show. Eco styler at the at the root, and sometimes when I don't feel like spending a lot of time refreshing throughout the week, I will put on the ends after those products. I will put edge control on the ends yes on the end on the ends and, then, and it'll look crazy at first it'll look like bone straight but then it'll go right back and it will be so defined and it will take for my hair anyway it takes it gives me more time between refreshing i've never heard mm -hmm. of anybody doing that mm -hmm. trademark gisella go ahead use trademark it trademark gisella Mm -hmm. Just send me the residual. You know that edge control is does not. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it does not play games. No, it doesn't. And so it it helps to like keep. If you've got an issue with like frizzy ends, it helps to keep it defined at the tip. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I just need to write that down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've never I've never been one to like do the little baby wisps or whatever. Little baby hairs. But I do have that edge control for these tips. You know, for like a little on camera situation. Yes. Want them to constantly be having to redo your hair, especially on a set if they don't seem to know how to do your hair. We're gonna cut for a short ad break. Can we talk about this voiceover, um, like bomb gig? Like Oh, okay, so I I did, I can only say so much because they okay. get to release, but I did, I played a role that, um, basically it was like my voice, which was cool because usually they want you to put on, you know, they want you to put on some crazy voice, you know, and they were just like, yeah, we want this character to sound like you. And I was like, me? Okay. So I did it. It was my first time doing it. The whole crew was amazing and supportive. And then a few months later they said, Hey, the character is back again. I was like, great, I'll record it again. So technically it's a recurring role. Got I don't it. know if the character will come back. It hasn't even aired yet. So I can't say anything. Awesome. I know, but the other one that I did is the one that I can't wait for. Cause I can't wait for my little niece, my little nibbling August to see it. It's called Ridley Jones. Oh. And it's probably not gonna be until like the last season of 
you know, their whatever their last season, they break it up into like five or six okay. episodes. And I can't wait for that one because I actually sing a song. Wait, what? So, and I can't tell you anything about that one. It's okay. We're gonna have, I'm just going to have to listen to it. I just got into voiceover. So I'm just like, oh, this is oh, awesome. We to will me, talk. I'm like, that's the gig coming out of a pandemic. I'm like on yes. stage eight times a week. We love, it's been a dream forever. But then sitting in a voiceover booth in your pajamas. Yes. With the mic off. Yes. In your yes. closet. In your closet. Earning money in your closet and it's legal. But that. <laughs> Earning money in your bedroom, in your PJs and it's totally legal. And it okay. almost doesn't feel real. It doesn't. When, when you get like a job where they have to record in your space i prefer the studio because then i i'm not worried about the elevator or like yes people cursing each other out in the lobby you know while i'm trying yeah. to record. yeah um, especially yeah. being in new york yes yes especially being in new york but yeah it, it was um it was the pandemic that kind of you know theater was wasn't an option and i just didn't want to um, sink into the despair of that. So I just focused on, you know, we are actors, we love telling stories. So let me find, let me focus my energy more on the other media, you know, TV, film, and, and voiceover. And I was fortunate that, you know, I have a space to myself. I had, you know, the self-tape stuff already, the mic and the lights. Yeah. I was very fortunate because not everyone has that. Yeah. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. So Gisela, listening to you, it sounds like the gigs in your life around this time now in the present are kind of like honoring you as a person. How is that? How does that feel at this stage in your career that you're able to like, you're being hired because of what you look like, of what you sound like, of what your personality is. Like, um, how is that? It's simultaneously therapeutic, moving, annoying, um, because, because it's like this mix of things because you look back on your life and go, all that time I was trying to fit in. That. And felt <sighs> like, I wasn't good enough or I would always get call back, call back, work session, no job. And the more you would deal with those rejections, which is just something we have to manage in life, no matter what field you're in, but especially actors, especially actresses of color, especially mm. capital E, black actresses. You have to deal with that rejection. And then what do you do with it? Do you say, well, I'm gonna make myself look more like this cookie cutter thing or act more or sound more like what I think they want. And I just got to a point where I was like, bump that. I didn't say bump that, I said a different word. I don't know <laughs> podcast is airing. I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna do this weird radical thing apparently and just be me and not obsess about my size, you know, you know, how small or, or big my waist is how relaxed my hair is, how pretty I am. If I sound like the way that they want me to sound, I'm just gonna do me because I'm exhausted trying to do these other things. And you get to a point where you don't need the approval anymore. And that's why it's annoying. Cause now it's like, we approve. It's yep. like, 
Oh, really? Oh. Oh, oh really? Oh. Y'all yeah. could have told me that 20 years ago. You know, like, what? But so that's why I say it's like this weird mix of emotions. Um, because I've gotten to a place where I don't care what people think. I know that sounds phony, but I truly don't. No, uh, if you like me, great. If you don't, okay. Thank you. Like, if you say yes, thank you. If you say no, thank yeah. you. Because yeah. uh, it's where it's full circle. It's full circle moments. Like the fact that I'm talking to you right now is a full circle. Moment. It's pretty cool for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Like it's you have cool some big me. It's oh pretty good for me. I just remember watching you in the the run, the not dress run, but like the the run of beautiful playing for the tour, playing Lucille. Shaking in my boots, girl. <laughs> I'm like so stepping amazing. into your shoes. You left some big shoes for those who like are listening and you're, they're like, what? Gisela was the Will You Love Me be uh, Will You Love Me Tomorrow track before I got there. And so she left and I filled in her big ass shoes, okay? Yes. So, yes. yes, I was shaking in my boots, especially if you're watching and this is, it's- Which is ridiculous to me because all I could do was empathize with you because I've been you, because I was a replacement. It was in the opening year yes. of that show, but yeah. I was a replacement. And, the, you know, I'm not gonna lie, like looking at, when you look at IBDB or Playbill or, or whatever, Broadway World, and you see your name and you see it under, you know, Broadway show and you see your name and your role. And then it says in parentheses, replacement. Like, it's like, <laughs> what? Come on now. So that is, and because of that, that's why it is a bit of a bucket list item. To be to, OBC. To be the original, the origin, you know, the originator of a role. Um, because you, whether you know it or not, you set the tone for what production will be thinking of or looking yes. for, Yes. Uh, which is mind boggling. Cause we are so used to listening to, I remember listening religiously to like rent or Aida, mm -hmm. you know, trying to just be my best Daphne Rubin Vega, trying to be my best Heather Headley. And you're just like, I have to be this person to get the job, which is it's laughable now. Like you can't be that person. You have the business of being you. You are needed. You are here. You are valid. And you just have to meet the people who are, who can see that. And if yeah. they can't see that, that's their problem. That's a them problem. So y'all I'm feeling full circle. You heard it here first. We've got Gisela Adisa on the line currently in 1776 on Broadway at American Airlines Theater, it's a roundabout okay. theater on 42nd Street here in New York City, killing it as Robert Livingston from New York. You are so great and I've, I'm so honored to, to have you on here. Um, oh, and you guys are playing, it's a limited engagement run until January. Right. January 8th, Jan January 8th. Okay. And we've got a pretty interesting holiday schedule coming up. Um, so if you've got en any family, friends coming to visit, it would be a perfect little, you know, get them a little dinner at Haru, get them a little, I don't know if you yes. gave them Buster's people. It's a really interesting area that we have Times Square. I'd, I'd be feeling like, is this Vegas? Like what? Are we in Vegas? And then you walk into our theater, which looks hella modern on the outside, but it is just this glorious classic yes. theater beautiful beautiful it chandelier really is beautiful. yeah 
it's it's just it's nice for me to finally perform in a Broadway show that's in a traditional Broadway theater because you know the Sondheim was very modern. And it was new. We spoiled. Different. Yeah, spoiled. I felt, listen, walking through the dressing room area, I felt like, are we in a college dorm? Like this is. Wait a minute. The, the just the whole like the whole thing about it, the whole infrastructure. But yeah, it's a beautiful theater. It's a beautiful show with a beautiful cast, um, really diverse, really rangy when it comes to the generations. Like we got them all. We yeah. are all learning from each other. Um, I think we're getting better and better with every show because we all find new things and new relationships to. Yeah. Like, you know, how do I feel about that congressperson mm. and that? So every show is different, especially when the covers and the standbys go on. Right. Yeah. And one went on yeah. at intermission last night. Yes. yes. You ne- look, look, you never know. It's like Jenga. <laughs> you never know. You're pulling it out and then slipping someone back in. It's it's amazing. Our cast and our standbys, our swings are amazing. Um, but yes, yeah, so we're there show. January 8th. We're there oh. January 8th and uh, then the tour will kick off. Um, oh, are you going out? In February. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's going to go all over the country um, for the better part of 2023. Um, uh, that's a great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're here for that. We're so here for that. Also, how can people find you? How can people find me? Well, if you're into Instagram or the IG, um, as I call it, the kids do not call it that. Um, I <laughs> am Gisela, so letter I, letter M, G-I-S-E-L-A. Or you can just check out my website, IamGisela.com. <laughs> Awesome. Love a continuity moment. Um, thank you for joining us today. And you're thank the bomb. Thank you for having me. You're the bomb girl. Mwah. And that wraps another episode of Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I'm so honored to have such great guests on this show. And if there's somebody who you want to listen to, please drop me a note on my Instagram at Salisha Thomas or at Black Hair Podcast and slip into those DMs and let me know what you want to hear, who you want to hear from. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave a review, tell a friend, follow us on Patreon at Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I'm so grateful that you are part of this community. It would not be the same without you (laughs) shout out to wilton music for producing my theme song love cod shout out to colin Tabor for editing this episode and most of these episodes and shout out to you for listening y'all my heart is so big and i feel so grateful (laughs) thank you for listening to black hair in the big leagues i'm your host salisha thomas see you next week Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E 
org because only together we rise. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.